0: Welcome to First and Fifteen, the show that takes you around the UK flag football scene. Sponsored by Nuola, your customized sportswear supplier. So we're live with another episode and we're looking forward uh, for the BAFA week one. This is the one where it should be quite interesting if, if anyone's listened on this one. This is the time when you put in and all, all the slander and this, this is what I'm hoping for, at least. This is why I pulled you guys together.
1: <laughs> Way too nice for that.
2: <laughs>
0: you can see that now. Once we pre-week one, everyone's going to be nice and friendly. Give it, a, give it like the the week one wrap-up show. If we're doing that one, and it'll be some slightly different answers.
3: Yeah,
1: it's going to be really difficult to prove who's the best when we not actually get to play against anyone else, though, isn't it? So. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: <laughs> the whole thing, and it's just going to be a case. Well, I, I'm the, we're the best team in this this area, but if you'd have played this one, then you wouldn't have won it. And oh, it's, it's, its always going to be an interesting one. I mean, obviously, we can't do much traveling at the moment. I'm, I'm still not too sure what the guidelines are. I'm never, I'm never too sure what they are on this one. But let's have a quick introduction. Looking over the SEC. We do have Jed. How are we doing?
3: Yeah, good evening. How are you
0: doing? Looking over the NEC West, we have the offensive coordinator for the Gold GB team, as we have just found out. (laughs) Alan, how are we doing? Good, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Looking over the SWC, we've got Lewis. Lewis, how are we doing today? Good to be here. Finally joining us, all the way from Wales, we have Dale. Dale, how are we
2: doing? <laughs> Dale will catch you in 60 seconds.
0: <laughs> we do have a slight delay for, uh, for Dale's. Is that just in a case of fair? Is that, is that <laughs> what it is? <laughs> we, we have to have the filter ready. <sighs> oh. So if, if you do hear any random comments, it could be Dale answering a question before there you go. <laughs> <laughs> like that. That may be the introduction. So the way we're going to do this one, st- uh, staying with the uh, the time and, and the numbers and things like that, we're going to go through questions, and I'm going to give you each one minute and 15 seconds to answer the question. So the first question we've got, and it's going to be quite a big one, if I can get this a bit right, should should be quite good. We even have a (laughs) timer (laughs) ready. I'm going to work way down the screen as I see it. Lewis, who will win your division this year? You ready?
2: Yeah, let's go for it. I've got two names in mind, and I keep... Back in, going back and forth on both of them. Um, the first, the first, I'm going to give like an honourable mention, um, who absolutely deserve to be in the conversation because they won it all last time, and that's that's Western Super's have to be in the conversation, right? They topped out the division last time. They went on and they won all of Div One. Um, they're a squad that definitely deserves to be in the conversation, and you know they're the, they're the reigning champions. However, I have been keeping up with the Chichester Sharks. And I just cannot see any fault in their offense, in particular. Uh, And we'll get onto that later on. But there's just there's I don't see a weakness in it, and for that reason, I've got Chichester winning uh, the SWC this year.
0: So there there we go. I mean, you you still had like 23 seconds to spare (laughs) on that one. Well, but yeah. Just in uh, you know a great team worst team to to talk about as a commentator because i can never say the team name <laughs> and i mean i don't know if he, is, is neil henderson still running that squad i mean he's been playing since since i was a junior
2: it's still one more year apparently one more year
3: one more year for saying, 10 that, years.
0: Since, <laughs> saying <laughs> that since i was a junior i don't i don't know if we've, we've lost dale on this one now i'm going to try and add him back in see if i can get him in but you're going for the sharks on this one I mean obviously the 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 uh, I who it was now the Western Supers it was this was it their first or second year in intoba for this last year
2: yeah. yeah it was their first year they've got a really they've got some real good athletes and they've got an interesting um, an interesting playbook that took a lot of people by surprise uh, and I mean they went. They went to finals day with just five guys, so playing Ironman football and, went, and won every game. So fair play to them. You can't can't fault that.
0: They are a good team. It's good, nice little area as well. I think got like a lot of family down there, so I'll be cheering for those this year. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but let, okay, we're going to move on to Jed now. Jed, it is who who will win your division? You ready for this one?
3: Let's do it. Let's go. So. It comes as no surprise to to anyone, I'd say. The SEC is probably the hardest division in football, just the amount of teams that are in it, are uh, playoff teams and, uh, some, you know, most recently Cardiff were in and they're the national champs, but the other finalist, uh, London Smoke, that's who I have as winning the division. Um, I know it's been a year since we've seen them, but I can't imagine there's been a drop-off at all. And like Lewis, I think... I need to give an honourable mention to another team, that being the button Um I wouldn't be surprised if they end up as number one. I'm sure no one would be either. Um, I believe, and quote me if I'm wrong, but I believe Vince is no longer the quarterback there. So that would be the only drawback for me to say why they wouldn't win the division. Um, and as far as I'm aware, Smoke haven't lost anyone. Um, I know they have recruited quite well. One of our ex-players has joined them as well. And I know they've got a set-up with a flash. So, uh, yeah, for me, it'll be London Smoke.
0: I mean, I, again, like you said, I don't think many people are going to argue with that sort of the logic only,
2: on that one. The only thing that uh, would make me think twice about it is, of course, I mean, and obviously, it's nobody ever knows what, what goes on in the with a, a preseason game. But, of course, London Rebels did beat London Smoke in the recent Royal Tour, so like they I said, did. don't know what, don't know what, uh, don't know what kind of outfit the Smoke put out, whether they put out their strongest team or not. Um, but uh, that certainly surprised me when I saw that.
3: Yeah, That's a very good point, actually. I did see that. I'm um, no idea what the squad was either. Um, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, that's interesting. Didn't even really think of that.
2: Knowing the, knowing the Smoke. I've seen them a couple of times, followed them, obviously, as they've been always in the conversation for national championships. They definitely don't take any time off. They're a very professional outfit Mm -hmm. and, you know, they, they take this really seriously. Um, So I can't imagine they'd be the type of people who would just, you know, Oh, we're just going to chuck whatever we've got, you know, kind of squad wise or whatever. It's just Royal tour. It's just preseason. Like they go, they go for things. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, fair play to the rebels
0: who's it actually won the royal tour overall was it the, Re- the, Reb- the rebels? The, Rebel,
2: the rebels won the london one yeah and then there's there's various different events throughout the country
0: i knew there was a few more coming up I, i'm i, mean, I saw a couple of smoke pictures in there and things are like they are a very so rich. for
2: that for that event that was in london last weekend it was the rebels
3: so i mean yeah you're absolutely right for for me sort of going on previous experience with, with the Rebels, um, that it's, it's hard to say because it's not like they took a step back by any means, but the last couple of seasons um, that they did, they were finishing sort of around the, the two, three range in the division and, you know, we are playing them and they didn't seem as strong as they they were sort of a couple of years ago, maybe four years ago, but whether that's changed, and, you know, like you say, they've recruited well uh, eventually and they've, they've got back I mean, I to where they used so- to be.
2: As long as calvin Tolton is involved they're always going to be in with the shout
3: yeah you're not wrong
1: yeah i think the other thing with with having three really strong teams down there is it pushes each other and mm. they could well end up with none of them going undefeated because they'll beat each other up over the course of the season so you, you may have the winner with uh, uh, seven and three record or something like that because of the the way that the, all those teams are super competitive.
0: Yeah, I mean, so we've we've had Fred on uh, recently with the, one of the the episodes about the logos, and one of the things we talked about was was slightly strange on that one. It, it was the social media aspect. I mean, lots of teams. I mean, the Titans. I, I know you've got um, a lot of a lot of bases to cover and things like that, but social media is is everywhere on that side of it but then we, we i was talking to to red, red and that lot and saying you never see london teams with social media but they still come out with some absolutely amazing players i mean a, a lot of teams will sort of recruit and try and add more quality into their squad and you have to find the random players that have never played flag or never play, never really known about flag in their area and things like that, and then they come down and you work out you've got this amazing player, but they just pick them out of nowhere, turn up and that's it. You know, they're, they're title challenges almost every single year. Like you said, it's it's one of those ones that you have to look at London for a title pretty much every single year, at least second place at, at the worst position for them. Yeah, so I, think,
1: I think you've got a big catchment area, obviously, in London. Uh, even when you have got, the, the, you know, several good teams there, there's, there's still a lot of people to draw from. And obviously there's a lot of expat Americans living there and, and, and playing down there as well. And there's the, 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 um, the, the league that plays in the park um, as well. So the, the, there's, there's almost a, a nice flow of players coming through
3: this, the capital, to my knowledge. Yeah, it, it's, it's a weird one because you do wonder about recruitment and it's like most teams. I know we certainly rely on social media, but there being so many teams in London, um, well, i say so many, there's a good handful, and they all have good quality squads, you know, top tier, you know, premier squads. So, it, yeah, it's an interesting dynamic to consider.
0: Although, after we we spoke to Fred and said, look, we never see you guys on social media. And I think the next couple of days, it was just like little posts just popping in here and there and things like <laughs> that. Like, See, they're listening to us. <laughs> so, yeah. Influence, influence, Marcus. So next one, Dan, Alan,
1: ready for this one? Yep. I can't them here we go. You ready? I got the Let's part. go. Well, comparing the NEC West to the NEC East, which has only one former premiership team in, the uh, – with the, the Sheffield Vipers, uh, obviously Leeds got promoted, so they're now officially Prem teams, but the rest of those teams are all Div one, whereas in the NEC East, there's four Prem teams. There's the Titans, there's the uh, Warrington Revolution, there's Manchester Crows, and there's the Wigan Bandits. So maybe a little bit more competition in the division. Um, obviously, it's going to be interesting with both Warrington and Manchester having their B squads in their uh in the division with us so um plus we've got a new team Salford Scorpions that are going to be joining this year as well so um it it should be quite interesting and um we we had a little chat about it the other week and we thought we pretty much came to the consensus that third place Manchester Crows second place Warrington Revolution and the Titans should take the division again for the fourth year running not the clock there we go four years
0: running and four seconds left on the clock before when i, when I actually vanished to find the buttons <laughs> outside of having a white screen and a white mouse it just just sort of blended into one i can't see anything but like so fourth four year four year running for a title on that one that is a great one obviously led by your your gold gb often coordinators but yeah, you, you have to, like, you've got it right there. So, where well, you've got like the, the B teams, and this is something we've always talked about. H- how do you split your teams? And this is something that, as a, as, a, as a player, I've never really had to do. So, I've been quite glad with that one. But do you go all out talent in one and the other ones are sort of like a development squad, or do you try to split it evenly, or do you go title and fun and things like that? It's, I mean, Alan, how would you split it if you had to?
1: Well, we, we do now because we've obviously got our B team in, in the league this year. And the plan was um, to have it as a developmental squad. So the guys that were going to be competing, training every week, um, twice a week, um, really can put time and the effort in, uh, would be in the Prem team. And then the new guys to the sport, so all the rookies, um and then there's a couple of guys that are dropped down from the Prem Team because they're doing other things. So there's a couple of guys that are coaching like under 19s, so they can't really commit the time. Maybe they're starting to lose a step, whatever. They're, they've dropped down into the B Team, but that's great for us because we, we, we use them as coaches with the B Team. We help nurture the squad and, and coach the, the new players with that. So essentially we, we've, we've gone with the principle of if you're an experienced player, and you can commit the time and the effort and the ability. You'll be in the prem team if you are a rookie this year. Start off in the B team, work your way into the into the prem team for the next year.
0: Lewis, so you got the same issue with the Falcons. How, how have you?
2: Yeah, so we've kind of done it a little differently. This is our first year that we've um, that we've really gone for a second team. Um, and it's the first year we've really had the numbers to do it. Uh, so we kind of thought rather than, because we're expecting obviously BAFA to put in, um, in place numbers, uh, limits on uh, venues. Um, we've now hit the magic 20 registered players. Um, so uh, rather than having to say to people, you know, oh sorry, you can't come to a game day. Um, we decided to enter a second team this year. Um, just to get people game time and we kind of did it a little bit differently so we put um, myself and Ed who were the two coaches in a team with uh, predominantly rookies so that all the rookies will be able to have that kind of experience to lean on in the leadership and then uh, our backup quarterback Ethan will uh, will lead the other team and he's then surrounded by experienced receivers and uh, you know experienced defensive players um, so that they can kind of help support him in leading that team. Um, and Ed and I can help support bringing the rookies up to speed. And then at the end of this year, if we go for a second team again, um, it might be a little different.
0: And so Jed, a final one for you though. I mean, obviously you haven't got that issue this year, but how, how would you be looking at it if it was your your role?
3: Yeah, so funny you ask, actually. We had too late in the process, thought about it. Um, <clears throat> we've got quite a few players now. We've recruited a couple as well um, over the last what year and a bit. Um, we did think about it. For, for us, sort of the deciding factor not to pull the trigger was the, the lack of quarterbacks around. So um, we've got our main guy, who's very, very good. Um, but then our backup is also another starter on offense. So we'll be taking someone away from the first team. So it was, it's hard, I think, unless we get someone who's, you know, willing to commit that um, at the callback position, even if they're not, you know, top, top tier standards, unless we have someone who's willing and wants to do that, I don't think we're going to be anywhere close, but um, we might be forced into it if we commit, um, sorry, if we recruit any more players, because we're getting to that point where there's too many on the game day and with these COVID restrictions, you know, I think they're only allowing a certain amount, to, you know, on the pitch at any one time, or on the sideline at any one time as well. So um, yeah, it's going to get tough, I think. Your no so division's
2: big enough anyway. Don't need any more teams in that division. Ah,
3: yes, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> I think
1: it's a, it's a good point though. Is, is is finding that quality at quarterback and finding somebody who's willing to to do it. And potentially sacrificing, you know, maybe having more fun running around a receiver or whatever. We're, we're quite fortunate, in fact, that we've got um, Sarah Hack, our Canadian uh, women's team quarterback, playing in our uh, B team squad as well at the moment. So, um, a- again, good experience for her, gets her ready for the uh, the season. Although we're going to have to fight to get her from the contact team because now they've moved women's contact into the uh, into the summer. So a uh, bit of conflict there, but again, developing players, and it's 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 ironic because I've I'm I've been playing quarterback for many many years now, and developing guys to to take over from me is, is almost like an ongoing job. And uh, every it's the one more year thing you were talking about with Neil earlier. It's like yeah, one more year, one more year until we get somebody else that can replace me. Um, and it, it sounds big headed, but you you kind of want to make sure that the team's not left to you know to go into go decline or whatever. You've got to make sure that you're getting the right people in and developing those new guys. You've got to spend a lot of time with them. It's it's not something they're going to pick up o- overnight because anybody can throw the ball. That's not the question. It's it's the other traits, the accuracy, the timing, the awareness, uh, the presence and all that kind of stuff that you can't really measure. That's that's the hard part. Not
0: am too sure. Yeah, it's... I think that the mental aspect of the game is always the, the hardest part for a QB. Like I said, there, everyone can throw a ball And Sorry. you and you got your offensive coordinators calling you up again trying to... Actually, it was the treasurer of that.
1: the pub calling me for some reason. <laughs> I don't know what I've done. <laughs>
0: well, He's watching. <laughs> you're, not, you're not wearing your Titans merchandise. That's what it is. They need more of the... Uh... I didn't get time to change my T-shirt. I'm, I'm terrible, it. So it, you always have that bit where like the the receivers will always tell you when they were open, and why ask you why you didn't throw the ball at that point. But then when you put them in the the receive in the quarterback role, even for just like a couple of plays and things like that, it, you you get that bit of okay, th- this is what it's like. Especially when you've got like the, some of the blitzers nowadays, they're not they're not the the lumbering slow guys that they used to be
1: there. It's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> well, again, you can also throw those receivers, those um, like two QB plays when you go, right, here you go. You have a go then. And then they go, ah! <laughs> Just take off running with it. At <laughs> this one Pod
0: always will talk about like how here he was always open. Every receiver is always open. Always, always. Always. Or you should put him in one of the, the, uh, the games. I think it was an OFL game. We, we were miles, but I think we were actually playing the Sharks at this point. And we put, there's a photo of him that went to a, a meme page. I didn't even know there was a, a, a flag football meme page for the UK. And it's him throwing the ball. So th- this is, I, I always bring that one back in every time he want, wants to play quarterback. He, he steps down pretty quick at that point. So all right. So uh, we've got Dale, hopefully, able to join us again. I'm going to add it back in and see how this goes. Dan, how are we doing? Could he, are you okay with Wi-Fi now? I'm guessing. I'm guessing that's a no.
2: Give it a few more winds up.
0: Nah, I, 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 I think we've well, lost him on that one.
2: Let's be honest. Looking at that, looking at the division, is anyone going to beat the Cardiff Hurricanes?
0: hurricanes will be the the obvious favorites for that one
2: they've got uh they've got a second team as well so it'll be interesting to see how they do i think the um the uh the second place uh, actually i have no idea who's who going who's going into that uh second hurricanes team or how they're splitting it. um but you've also got the gwent trojans Inverted commas, which are largely um, the old Mirtha Tidville Trojans, slash Merthyr Thunderducks, as they were before they changed their name, um, who are a Premiership caliber team, but had no interest in playing Premiership. So they've joined Gwent and, and put in uh, a, a team themselves this year to help kind of make that division a bit bigger. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they go as well, because it's not just you know the Gwent Gators third team. They are a team that's played in in Baffa before and did very well. So
3: yeah, I think I remember the Thunder Ducks. I think we might have played them once on our trips up they, to uh,
2: Wales. <laughs> they um yeah suddenly wanted to be taken a little more seriously, so they changed their name.
1: <laughs> Best team name ever, surely Thunder Ducks. I,
2: I actually, uh, yeah, I, didn't, I
3: quite liked it. I, yeah, I was as well.
0: I think they should bring them back, and no, no one, no one is going to be taken too seriously for for a team name. But I mean, we're gonna we're gonna try it. Dale, can, you know, are we able to join you?
4: <laughs> well, can you hear me? I mean, it's a little less cold on my
2: end. But... Uh,
1: sounds Welsh. I
2: don't know. That. <laughs> Allow me to translate.
0: <laughs> it's, it's like a ventriloquist. All. I can see the I can see the lips moving. <laughs>
2: <coughs> the sound comes through, about ten seconds later. I'm,
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dale. We, we, are, we, are, we have tried on this one. So we're going to go back to a. Uh, we're going to go back to the clock now. And we're going to do. Without, without giving too much of your your upcoming plans and well-thought-out ideas, the one guy in your team that everyone should be looking out for. Uh, we're gonna start at the bottom of my screen for this one. So, Alan, you ready for this one? Yeah, sure, why not.
1: Go. Well, I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna pull two guys, because I'm gonna get one from offense and one from defense. Um, so we've lost uh, David McAnally. He's gone back to the Glasgow Hornets. Uh, but we've replaced him with Jonas Robinson, who's come over from the Sheffield Vipers. So we're quite pleased about that. And on offense, uh, we've lost uh, Andrew Ewan, who's gone back to Canada. Um, but in his second season with us now is Pedro Berto from Brazil, who's a phenomenal player. And we're really looking forward to what he can do this year.
0: I was expecting, I think I was, I was just trying to message out. then and I saw that one. You finished that one. See, it's that awkward bit when you're trying, you're trying to tell everyone about how good your players are, but you, you don't want to tell them too much because, I mean, you, know, you don't know who's going to be listening to
1: this one. <laughs> I mean, you know, if he's a receiver, you go, well, he can he can run, he can catch. You know, that's, that's what they do. That's what they're supposed to do. <laughs>
0: they won. Uh, so I will say now that the reason we haven't got the HNC covered in this episode is A, I'm trying to find someone to cover it for me and b because of the the guidelines that are currently set the scottish flag season won't start for they start a couple of weeks after us i think
2: Mm
1: -hmm. yeah a month later
0: so if anybody wants to cover that one when we finally get going obviously the the way we hnc it is is covering everything on that one but it'd be great to have somebody on the show the other one we are looking for is the nec east uh, I've, I've been, I'm going I think I'm slowly going through the whole team of every every single person I could find on there and say do you want to cover this one but no one no one's stepping into that role permanently uh, so we're gonna go weird we're gonna go with Jed you ready for this one team the the
3: best teammate you've got so far you ready yes yeah, so, let- so I think uh- I'll do a little bit the same as Alan M- mentioned two rookies, but I won't put uh, honourable mention for uh, Jake Cooper returning to the Blackhawks. Um, all-time top scorer, usually in a double digit. So it'd be good to have him back. Everyone knows, most people know Jake. Um, we've got a couple of rookies uh, on the offence. I will go with uh, Troy Mayer. He's a receiver slash blitzer for us. Sorry, Troy, I've undercut your size. I think you're about 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six, so tall, rangy. Um, very strong ex-kitty player for our um, mothership, the Use Valley Eagles used to play for, so uh, look out for Troy, and new, newly signed corner Nathan Brayton um, played at University Ball and he's joined us this year and we're looking forward for him to uh, have a couple of lockdowns on the, uh, on the edges Cool
0: So obviously you're going to have the, the, the bonus that that as well like having the the kitted side, sort of, not not feeding you directly, but giving you every now and again just sort of like meant that they'll, they'll have that mention where they can say look if you, if you're not too sure on the kitted side, or if you if you if you want to learn more of the the American football techniques and things without being hammered by a three hundred and fifty pound alignment, try try a <laughs> flag. And this is like I mean, it's always that first day, and you'll get you'll see some of the people who get up very, really quickly and after that first hit and jump back onto the field and go, you know, come on, let's go again. And then the other ones will slowly roll over and go, this, this isn't the right thing, but I still want to play. What else can I do? And you kind of go, how about flag football? And uh, yeah, it, it's a push that way. Obviously, we never want to be seen as the little brother and things like that, but it's, it's great for a, a feeding aspect for the new players and things like that.
2: Why not both? That's what I usually say to people. As,
3: as ridiculous as it sounds, it's like trying to make these players or, you know, encourage these players to take that first step because you say flex and like, like, you know, what are you all about? And then they play it and they realise just how fun it is and how they can carry on their normal life about, you know, the risk of concussions and all of that that comes along with kids. Um, and that was the case definitely for Troy. He was encouraged by another player who's good mates with... Um literally on holiday and he said to him, Come try out when you're back and then he was sitting apparently sitting on the beach in Thailand with our bloody playbook in front of him, having a little flick through, so <laughs> That's
0: not not a bad way to look through a playbook.
3: No, not at all.
1: Is that what they use for the bar menus over there nowadays? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the other teams now will be heading over to Thailand just to show him can pick up a playbook on the way and
3: the off
0: season, name. Eh? But they have just said that the uh, the Olympics will be the flag football's next step, obviously. You've got Israel this year for the flag football world championships, and then you have the the world games in Birmingham, Alabama next year, and the world championships this year will be like a stepping stone into that one to decide the teams. I think America have got a uh, an automatic entry as being hosts. Mm-hmm. But then if they had to fight for it, I don't think that they'd be uh, struggling with like getting into the I think it's the top seven teams that will go through this year. But then obviously it goes, it goes from that You've world games. Then I think it's the Commonwealth Games and then I think it's the Olympics is the order they normally take. And I think they've the NFL are now pushing for flag football to be an Olympic sport in 2028.
2: Mm hmm.
0: I mean, obviously, Alan, you'll be there as uh, offensive coordinator.
1: <laughs> it depends on what we get on in uh, in Israel, I suppose. A uh, few uh, questions about that one. Israel, something
0: you're looking forward to, obviously, as a as as a coach. Now, you'd be looking forward to that one. Anything that you've you're really hoping to play? Do you want to play the big teams? Do you want to play America, or is that something that's?
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean. I, I got involved with the GB Lions, um, their silver squad, uh, which is the developmental squad. And I was asked to come along and help uh, evaluate some of the players at camps. And then from there, I got involved with Del Kirby and I've been coaching with them for like the last 18 months or so. We went out to the pink ball together. And one of the best games we had there was against um, Mass Flag. And, um, you know, it, you really want to be playing against the best because that's how you get better um which is you know why a lot of players are really disappointed this year that they don't get to play against other teams they're just stuck in their division and stuff but you know at the end of the day we're just happy we got football this year um as far as the teams that get drawn they're still they don't have to commit till september so we don't know who we're getting yet but um yeah i think we want to play against the best teams uh we the, the history that the the Lions have when they played like in 2019 over in the Euros, which is also in Israel, they raised their game massively when they were playing against the big teams like Israel, like Denmark, like Austria. They, they played better in those games. Um, so I think for our players to develop and um, for us to get better as a team, yeah, we want to play against those big, big, big teams because we'll learn from them. Um, just even just the experience will be great, but also be able to evaluate the film afterwards and, and, and see what we can do better. Um But yeah, we're not really worried about playing against the Americans because, you know, if you're going to get up there, you've got to perform. So.
0: So hopefully uh, um, it was mentioned today. I've been speaking to the, the president of the Israeli flag football federation that he's now officially allowed me to come over. To, well, I say he's allowed me to come to the country He's he's allowed me onto the sidelines as well, so hopefully we'll be we'll be covering some of the live games. Uh, we'll we'll get you on the commentary side. We'll get you on the uh, on the interviews as well. Great, looking making all it. the predictions before that one. So, Lewis, Lewis uh, it's your teammates to look out for. Are you ready for this one?
2: Yeah, let's do it. I've got plenty of names to shout out. Two teams to cover. <laughs> so i i would be remiss if i didn't mention ed mckenna um who's our defensive captain and just all-rounder and you can put him anywhere on the field and he will excel at it um and we tend to we tend to keep him at at safety just keeping a lid on our defense um no one gets gets over the top of him so um i'm also really excited like i said uh the 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 team that ed and i are, uh, are leading up uh predominantly rookies um and I'm, I'm really excited to to see where our rookie center uh Ollie Wood, who's got a good set of hands on him um how he gets on uh, and also callum twine who's going to be our blitzer and he is rapid um and then from the other side uh with our experienced teams you got jake culey joy who's uh quarterbacked us in 2019 and is taking his place back at, um, back on defense as he, he came off a, a defensive MVP season to play court, court, uh, quarterback uh, the year that I was injured um, and uh, he's going, taking his place back on defense and also Patrick Smith who's our blitzer on that team as well, who's our starting blitzer and he's also turbo rapid so lots of fast blister, blitzers
0: They should be banned
2: Yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've mean, I've mentioned this guy before, David Radford from the uh, the Hands Titans, and he, he was getting to me. I mean, I, I haven't got a decent arm, like a, a big arm to to stand like fifteen yards back, like some of the quarterbacks I see now. I'm, I'm normally like five to seven yards back. He was getting to me at the same time as the ball. And oh, it, it was,
2: You need to talk to your centre, mate. It
0: was <laughs> this guy. He, he's in. He's the. the blitzer ever seen in a three-point stance
3: and very very quick
0: yeah he, he's got his like his fingertips are on the line he checks with the referee every single time fingertips on the line to get in as close as he can and he is there and uh, it was it was horrible <laughs> i think i think he got me
3: five times in one game at least i think i think he's done the same to us before Got four, or five times in one game. He's he's yeah, he's comparably better than a lot of blitzers.
2: Patrick's arguably been the fastest player on our team for a long time. I don't know whether it's just because over lockdown I forgot how fast he was, but we came back for that first training session and I was just like, "He's rapid. Has he got faster? That's that's impossible."
0: After <laughs> drafting, and we're well, the combine bit, and we're going to find out who's the fastest blitzer and. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is something i'm going to try and sell while we're, while we're allowed out we
2: did one of our first sessions back was a, a combine testing if, if, you'd, if you'd if i'd prepared enough for it i've got the the results of his 40 here somewhere and his his shuttle and uh they're in in here somewhere
0: we don't even need like a 40 yard dash do we, we need like a what like a, a 20 yard
2: we did we did 40 yard dash with a 20 yard split
0: that's what i'm trying to try and do now so, so th- this will be one of the challenges we're going to set out. This and what is your 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 twenty yard dash time? We're talking blitzers mainly. It's going to be from the seven yard line to the to the cube in. But the, the the other thing with with Radford is that the fact that not only is he one of the fastest guys I've seen on the pitch, he doesn't miss a tackle. A lot of other ones you can sort of sidestep a little bit and they'll blow straight past. But no, he he also stops dead right in front of you and then if you if he's either going to get the tackle or he's just going to stand in front of you so you can't do anything i'm, I'm glad that i'm not playing the titans this year i'm fairly sure that <laughs> one. so let's, let's uh we're going to get a bit of revenge on this one we're going to work our way back down as well lewis you're going to go first this time the opponents
2: Who, okay so you're
0: going to be looking out for
2: as uh as i as i alluded to earlier on um we were talking about which team's going to take the division. Can I can I mention just the entire Chichester offense? Like it's ludicrous. The names are on it. You've got Alex Shorty Brown, Will Quigley, Neil Henderson's obviously the um, the the quarterback, um, Gareth Price, um, Peter Steele. Uh, I, I know I'm forgetting someone, um, but that offense is stacked. Um, so I I think they're going to be the best offense. In terms of points scored in the southwest, uh, I'm also interested to see how um, how Jay Ballamy does. Now he's moved away from he was a Reading Knight slash Reading Devil for a long time, and he's now moved to Keynesham. Um So it'll be interesting to see how he does in a new system, in a very young system that he doesn't have the sort of coaching leadership control over. It's not his playbook anymore. Um, we also spoke to Cheltenham Neptunes uh, recently. That's a, a recording that will come out over the next couple of weeks or so. And they did nothing but boast about their big American quarterback who's apparently got a cannon. So that'll be interesting to see. Uh, and last but not least, how can they not mention Sam Matthews, who's probably probably the fastest guy in the Southwest?
0: So we've spoken to uh, to Ben from the Neptunes a few times, and he has mentioned his, the American QB that they've managed to pick up. So that could be an interesting one for you on that one. And the the other thing they have managed to pick up is a a, a lovely new jersey. I've just seen I've been yeah. looking at their jersey and that. It's what it's one of the first type the the slightly weird thing is the fact that I've seen this jersey come through and it's not a new older jersey which is mind blowing for a a flag team not to have mm. jersey. I've got I've got to mention them a few times being sponsors and things but but they, they they have they've got a great new jersey on that one i don't know if this american guy is going to be playing in that one for too long i don't know if, i don't know what what his situation is obviously travel wise and if he's over here for a few years or if it's just a one turn deal. I, I think, I don't
2: well, we—I don't want to give too much away from our from our chat we recorded uh, last night. Um, but I think he's—I think he's here for for the foreseeable. I think he's a, a citizen by marriage, um, and is—I don't know. Ben's Ben's not very happy about it because apparently he's technically ineligible for the GB squad, and Ben is adamant that his quarterback is GB caliber. Uh,
0: Alan, you, you you can pull a few strings, can't you? <laughs> we
1: can uh, certainly invite them to camp.
2: I think he's there's something like he's he's technically a, a British citizen in that like his wife's married uh, English uh, or British um, and and but he technically doesn't have a British passport. So even though he's a British citizen, doesn't have a British passport. And baffle rules. I don't know. I don't know the technicalities behind it. But apparently he's not eligible. Yeah. See what you can do, Alan. And um, and, and <laughs> I'll I'll tell I'll tell Ben I had something to do with it.
0: <laughs> Pretty sure that most of the GB ice hockey team is Canadian and American, so
1: <laughs> well, half of the English cricket team were from South Africa and whatever, weren't they? So, so Jed,
0: you ready for the, the opponents to look out for?
3: Yeah, let's do it. So, I'm going to try and play by your rules and go one player. So, I mean, we're spoiled in the SEC with the amount of talent, um, to pick from, but. The guy that we've played many, many times and that I've seen from being, well, I'll say his name is Ben Eaton from the Coverage of Cougars, uh, their quarterback. He is one of the the few players that I genuinely think he makes his teammates better. Now, controversial or not, uh, some of their receivers or one of their receivers gets a lot of hype, a lot of, you know, respect for the way you play. And he's a good player, but I genuinely think a lot of that's down to Ben. Um, The way he throws the ball, absolute cannon arm he can throw it from anywhere at any angle recent I honestly think recently he's managed to to open up his arsenal and, and just throw all sorts of missiles and it's, it's crazy the way he can throw some of his guys open so um we recently played them in a friendly and yeah he's 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 bogged up a little bit he's he's clearly got stronger um so for me he's he's always the guy I look out for because he, I enjoy to watch it, you know watching him play so um, not so much playing against him.
0: No, I, I do know, Ben. We, we played against him most of last season, last Baffer season that we were actually allowed to play. I'm not going to say anything good about him because I, if I say anything good about him, I'll never hear the end of it.
1: <laughs> I've seen him a <laughs> couple of times and he scares me with how hard he throws that football. It's a rocket. Absolute missile.
0: It's, it's not was- the sort of thing... I think as a, as a defensive player, you're sort of looking in the way of going, I could intercept this one, but I like my fingers, so I'm, I'm <laughs> going to leave it and just try and push it out of the way slightly.
2: I've remembered my, my fifth man from Chichester, and I can't believe he's the one I forgot. Um, so I have to give him the mention, and that's Corey Bedford. Um, <laughs> I don't know how I managed to forget Corey. Sorry, Corey. But yeah, that offensive, Corey Bedford, Will Quigley, Shorty Brown, Gareth Price, Neil Henderson... That scares me. Yeah, look
0: at that! that that's, they going, that's the, go- the, uh, the slander and things run about now. You're just forgetting players' names. <laughs> not even good going, enough to make his own going, squad, apparently.
2: Going back to, to Coventry, they always surprise me because to look at, they're not. They don't look as if they would make as as successful. A, a, you know, they don't. They're not like Baker Street Button Hooker or or London Smoke athletes. You know, like say. Ben's a bigger guy, but he does have a cannon of an arm and, and surprise a few people who so just take them on face value.
3: Yeah, and I think, like, don't get wrong, you know, there's a fine line between, you know, throwing it, you know, pitch perfect and too hard. Um, yeah, I've I've seen a few balls when you think, okay, maybe he's, he's put a little bit too much on it. But I think, like I said, you know, to my other point, he's making his team better in the sense that I think their hands have got better because the last... <laughs> The last game that we played and just everything was just on the money, in the hands. Um, so, yeah, he's he's definitely the guy for me.
0: They, they do remind me slightly of the Western Supers in the fact that they normally only turn up with five or six players. You, ne- you never see them with like a sideline, really. They, they might have one person on the sideline and that's it. But yes. from what I've been looking at, they have upgrade, they've, uh, increased their numbers quite a bit.
3: I was going to say, yeah, it's a bit of a... They've had a strange system for a few... I say strange, but you know, a lot of teams will switch and change players as and when they need them, but they'll have... They've got three teams, but they all stick to their same teams now. There's a new outfit, the Coen's Cougars. Um, they're made up of their youth team, I think. I think they've all come of age as such, and they've got to play adult ball now. Um, but then, yeah, the, the senior team has been the same like group of players for a while, and the, and the goal team never cross over. So, yeah, I, I don't know if that'll change anytime soon. But, yeah, it's not really like a feeder team as such.
0: They're, they're, they're joined by name and that's about it. Yeah. They, they train at different times. They play it. They, there is no sort of merging until maybe like the awards night and things like that. But it, it seems to work for them when you look at what they've been doing on the field and things like that, especially what the women's team. And now I think what? Six out of seven for the last national championships have have been Cougars. And they don't look like they're exactly slowing down and and stopping. But last one, Ab, are you ready for your opponents to look out for?
1: Yep. Yeah, let's go then. All right, I've got four guys from four different teams. Um, First up is a former Titan playing for the Older Miles, named Downey Caballero. Uh, very good player. He's played flag a long, long time. He's rapid. He's got great moves and he likes to talk as well, but dan's a good guy and uh, he'll, he'll keep the, uh, the owls competitive. Um, quarterback of the crows, Tal Javid. He's a great quarterback. He throws such a beautiful touch throw. Um, he really slings the ball around. I really enjoy playing against him. He's a good guy. The Revs have got a lot of talent on their team. Um, but the the guy that always stands out uh, is number 99 Jake Shaw. Uh, I've coached him at GB Silver Lions. He's a great guy, always wanting to learn, always wanting to work hard. Um, really good player. And the last one is number 11 for Wigan Bandits, Chris Crook. Um, really good player. Plays both sides of the ball. Um, real good leader on the team. And I uh, guess the guy's fired up, so they'll be competitive with him.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah. I agree with the uh, the Danny one. We we played them once in a friendly in a one of a, a charity tournament thing. Yeah, most of the older Ald- males will uh, will talk to you for quite a bit. <laughs> I ended yeah, up for, I played, like with four players with on that day, and time. they were absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. The the only other one I will mention from the 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 revolution it's the only one I already know is Jamie Linus. Is it? Yeah, Blitzer another one as a, as a QB. I, I, wouldn't,
1: I wouldn't mention Jamie because it will go to his head, you know, so, <laughs> but no, he's, he's a good guy. I love Jamie. I've um, got a lot of time for him. We have, we have a lot of battles out on the field and uh, as much, as many passes as I've whipped past him, he's knocked them down and picked me off and, and all the rest of it. He's a, he's a really good blitzer.
0: That's one of the main ones I remember from our, I think he played OFL when, it, when they were joining up and mm-hmm. so, now we're gonna go for a look, look, look towards the future on this one, game of the week from your division. So we're gonna start in the middle this time. We're gonna go Jed, it's week one, Sky Sports have turned up. Who, who are they filming for you?
3: You can't look any further than London Smoke versus the Baker Street Buttonhookers. Um, it's the headline game. I'm pretty sure whenever the Rebels smoke, Button hookers are going to meet. It's going to be the one to look out for. You expect high scoring. Um, I mean, defensively, they're both solid teams. So you think, is there going to be stops? Is there going to be high scoring? But I would say with just the firepower that they're both going to get in the high 30s. They usually do. Um, it'd be sods law that will be playing when they play and will miss it. But um, if ever you get a chance um, to be a spectator of one of those games, that's the one. That that
0: is like a a title preview one, so that 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 would be an interesting one. So we're we're going to go Lewis on this one, game of the week.
2: So we've got a similar situation in the SWC as 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 you've got in the SEC game game of the week for week one is going to be game of the season, and that's uh, Western and Chichester. That's going to be your, in I think your your title contender, your uh, your finals preview. One of those two teams. Uh, will probably walk away at the top of the table by the end of the season, and it's all going to come down to that first game day. Who's going to make the most mistakes? Dick, who's going to be the rustiest? You know, who's been who's really been putting the work in throughout uh, throughout lockdown, um, and is you know not going to not going to need a game or two to to get back up to uh, back up to speed. It's going to be really interesting. Um, so yeah, that's the game of the season, I think.
0: So I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to Jed on this one, quickly. Your, your game of the of the week for this one.
3: Not only have you call out the game, but who's gonna win it? Uh, I think just because the unknown at quarterback, as I mentioned earlier, with the, with the hookers, I've got, I've got smoke and um, Lewis made some really valid points. Obviously, um, they, they, whether they had less of a team or they lost any players, I really don't have that information. I can't tell why they didn't lits everyone like they usually do at the tournament uh, recently. But for me, it'll be smoke if there's been no drop-off with players.
0: So, as you know, it's going to come back now. Sharks first in this
2: one. I think I think it's going to be a close game. I think there might just be one or two scores in it. But um, I, I, I've got to give it to the Sharks. And I think it's going to come down to, A, as I've mentioned a couple of times, that offence is ridiculous. Um, and it's going to come down to the leadership of, of Neil Henderson. I think there's no way, I believe, that he is going to have, like, his team will not be rusty. He will have whipped them into shape throughout as much training as they can. Um, Weston, I think, uh, you know, they, they enjoy a beer. They they can be a bit laddie. one of the boys, you know. Um, maybe their uh, sort of young kind of um, laddish attitude uh, might, Might sort of let them down a little. I still think that they'll, uh, you know, they'll they'll do very well in the season. But that first game day, um, I think that sort of experience and Neil's leadership will be will be the difference.
0: Just for people who who are over the eight, or who have played against Neil and things like that, what one one issue one issue that I've always found against Neil does he still smile when you blitz him?
2: Um, I don't know. I'm too busy kicking the floor and screaming and shouting.
0: Like <laughs> a, a bright white gum shield as well, and you blitz him, and you just see this big grin, and then he sidestep you and throw throw like a perfect pass again. I was like, I mean, I, I I never played blitz much, but every now and again we do it, and you just see this big grin as you came towards him, and then that's it. That was the last thing you saw. So one more time I've, I've got I've got Dale in, in, in the waiting in the, in the wings on here <laughs> I'm think it I I'm feeling fairly positive about that I said his name and he cheered straight away so this could be like a fairly better connection let's let's try this one more time
2: he stood next to the tower at the top of the mountain
0: Dale how you <laughs> doing
2: hey.
3: yeah. there he is
4: I finally powered up Dale. the sheep
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> instant reply there we go we're... So I might do this slightly different now. I don't know if I can if I can change this bit now. Oh, it's, it's not going to let me. It, throw me what you want. I don't mind. We're going to give you double time on this. Okay. You've got three and a half minutes. Uh, I, 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 I want to know. I
4: can get a fagging on that as well.
0: Who's <laughs> going to win? Who's going to win your division? Yeah. I want to know which teammates is is looking. It's, it's, uh, everyone else needs to look out for. Mm-hmm. The opponents that people need to look out for, and your game of the- for this.
4: Right up, so division winners, uh, nice and simple. Is whoever whoever going to beat the Canes? Uh, Hurricanes national champion still. Um, if you beat them, chances are you're going to finish on finish above them, providing you, you beat them twice, really. Um, players to watch out for: uh, the obvious uh, Joe Cottrell, Chris Jones, Drew, um, Costas, uh, with the Canes. I'll give a shout out to a couple of hours. Uh, Chris at quarterback, he's making his, uh, proper debut at quarterback for the Gators this year. Uh, Matt Burke, uh, in with a shout of making an impact. He's really come on the last 12 months through lockdown. Uh, Swansea are going to be interesting. They've got Harley and Alex at receiver. They've got Andy Cooper, who's got plenty of experience as well. Um, and they've also got uh, one of my favourite quarterbacks in uh, in all of the SWC slash Wales in uh, Ashley. I think he's a lovely little QB. They're going to be my dark horses for the year. Uh, the Trojans. Trojans are going to be interesting. Uh, I heard Lewis say earlier on, you know, Premiership calibre. Uh, they were Premiership calibre, but they've hardly played for two years. Although, in fairness, they rocked up at the Welsh Bowl two years ago on, one, on the back of one training session. Uh, so they're always going to be a dangerous team. You got, you know, you got uh, Rich Harris, who was good enough to play for GB, I think, if his uh, religion didn't get in the way, unfortunately. Uh, and they got Chris Jones as well, was always a, a, a danger. Uh, as for game of the week, uh, I think it's all in the one uh, venue. Unfortunately, uh, the, the Coyotes are hosting, and they've got uh, our blue team, uh, the Hurricanes, too, and the Coyotes, but the Trojans are hosting week one on the other side. and the First game of the day is the Trojans against the Hurricanes. That's going to be interesting to see where the Trojans are. It's a good sort of acid test from. Uh, then we've got uh, our orange team against the Hammerheads, uh, which is basically our offense uh, against hopefully a full strength Hammerheads team. That'll be a good test for them. Then we've got the Trojans and then the Hurricanes got the hammerhead. So at the end, at the end of the day one, uh, we'll have a good idea of whether the, the Hurricanes, with a full-strength team uh, or not, is are going to be the team to beat. But, yes, yeah, that's my game of the week, really. I think it's going to be Trojans against the Hurricanes. All oh, well done with a minute to spare. <laughs> See,
0: look at that. Who, who's going to win that game?
4: Just purely because <laughs> knowing Ross and the way the Trojans slash Ducks are, they... they They'll be lucky if they do two, three training sessions before the season starts. So purely on that basis, I've got the Hurricanes. But the Trojans are capable of throwing an upset. They, they've they've got the quality, uh, but for purely for for polishness and you know uh, knowing each other and, and knowing their game inside and out, you, you've got to fancy the Canes.
0: So there we go on that one. Uh, we're gonna go, Alan. It's it's week one what's the uh the
1: game of the week i'm going to get to the game of the week in a second because there's two more exciting games that i want to talk about first firstly it's salford scorpions versus the titans bees both of these two teams are brand new to the league so it'll be interesting to see how those guys get on the other one is the battle of warrington it's the revs versus their second team the cogs so uh could be uh, an interesting tale as well. But the game of the week has got to be Manchester Crows versus Manchester Titans. Um, obviously, cross town rivals. Uh, Titans have had the edge in the last few years, but the, the Crows took up, started out owning the Titans every time. So they're going to want to get that back. Um, rumor has it in the offseason, they've been working hard to get themselves ready to, to push for the uh, division. So uh, I may be slightly biased. But I'm going to go with the Titans to to beat the Crows in a close game. I mean, as soon as you said it was the Titans game, I was thinking,
0: I wonder where you're going to go with uh, the predictions on this one. <laughs>
1: yeah, can you imagine? Yeah, yeah, we're going to lose the first game. You know, so. take the pressure off.
2: Do you reckon um, that again in your division that that's game of the game of week one is game of the season? Do you reckon that's what your division's going to come down to? <laughs>
1: Possibly, uh, although again, I, I, we've we've kind of predicted that the Revs, Washington Revs, are going to finish runners up, so that might be the, the, the crunch game. But again, the, the thing that bothered me with the scheduling, um, Dale kind of alluded to it He said beating them Hurricanes twice. Well, we don't play everybody twice, so um, you know, for there's instance, a lot more teams play, in your division. Yeah, I mean, we we play. Um, we only play Chorley and Oldham twice in our, in our division. So the games are a little bit more important and you're only going to play them once. You better damn well beat them. Um, but the, the other thing is, which was interesting to me was the way they've done the fixtures. There's not put any strength of schedule to it. So like the premiership teams aren't playing the other premiership teams twice. We're just playing two other random teams who are, Div Div one teams, so you know, it could get to the end of the season and we're sitting at the top or or whatever. And the the other guys below us will go, Well, hang on, we played you know in these kind of games and you played against those teams, and it's not really that fair. But like I said, at least we get to play football.
2: Sounds like whoever did that schedule is an idiot, whoever did that schedule (laughs) is a moron.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I forgot, Lewis, I'm sorry.
0: things, that the way that sometimes the things are run are not always the best one. We don't wait until they've come on, on the, as, a, as a guest to join you and then sort of call them
1: out live live on air. <laughs> like I say, we're just happy to play football this year.
0: I mean, that, that, that's the main thing. Obviously, we, we know that there was always going to be change to the way that the season was going to be played with having like travel guidelines and things like that, even in the UK. Mm-hmm. so he was always going to be a different one to do obviously I'm glad that I'm not travelling to London, not just for the travel but don't want to play the Flash, the Rebels, the Smoke, the Button Hookers, and the Pants Jed I feel sorry for you this season I really do
3: <laughs> Cannot wait
1: <laughs> That's the spirit I'm, I'm sad because we would be playing in the King Bowl tournament this weekend uh, if everything was normal, and that's a great tournament to go over to to Holland and play in.
4: You see that, Marcus? Um, I, I mean, uh, we discussed it in our SWC one. Uh, sorry, I keep going SWC. We're not SWC anymore. Sorry, Lou. Um, kick you out. But it's nice that, in, in a way that we, we haven't got a trek to Plymouth and to Exeter and yeah. Cheltenham and Northampton. It, it's kind of nice that we stay in local. It's boring in some respects as well, but it's nice you haven't got up at four o'clock in the morning to head off. Like, uh, But it, it, we will miss being able to test ourselves
2: against some of the other teams. I can see Jed making faces. He's exaggerating. There's no way you have to get up at four o'clock in the morning to even travel <laughs> to Plymouth. This just, it doesn't like I've travelled from Exeter to to Gwent and it's for uh, yeah, it's a it's about it's about an hour and a half.
4: I I live about 15 minutes from where you used to live, Lou. And for me, just to get to Gwent is 40 minutes, bro.
0: everyone's oh, going for Lewis start This is all. <laughs> so I know where you used to live. <laughs> The only thing I am glad of is that we, uh, in a way, that we haven't got the HNC division on this one because as soon as anybody mentions travel, yeah, the Scottish team's just kind of like when we, we sit there going, I've got to travel like two hours, the Scottish team's always pop up and go, Is it a local game then for you? <laughs> <laughs> We've got to travel
1: two days. Yeah exactly
4: but what I was going to add to it is the upswing of that is like you said we, we've we we've been able to split our squad because there's nothing on the line there's basically no promotion or no relegation only pride you're playing for we're taking the opportunity to go stuff it let's develop rather than having a squad of 16 um, and then a couple of others who might get a couple of reps here and there we've gone right stuff it, we're going to split it 12 each there you go um,
2: get all the reps you can
3: yeah that's what we have to tell ourselves every year in the SEC <laughs>
2: <laughs> and maybe one day, Big Bad Lewis might put you back in the SWC.
3: I'll go, go one then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it, love it. Yeah, like like, cool like, like cool Dave on. said, It's like testing yourself, isn't it? Like it's it, it. You know, at times you think it. You know, it's a bit of a slugfest sometimes. But we, iron
2: sharpens iron, is is what they yeah,
3: say. Yeah, yeah. We, we've definitely you're got not gonna,
2: better. You're not going to get better by trashing the same team sixty nil every week.
3: No, no, you're, you're absolutely right. We, we uh, yeah, we've grown to to like it in its own special way.
4: Unless you're coming up against diamonds.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. That that's the first week ready and looking at. Obviously, we'll be keeping on the the, the games that you've called out as as the, the games of the week. And we'll, we'll even try and get Corey on here. We'll, we'll try and remember Corey, unless some people don't. <laughs> it's I can't remember if I've got him on Facebook. If I find him, I'll share him it. It's a lot. But, guys, thank you once again. Dale, thank you for finally running to, to find some Wi-Fi and join us on this one. Lewis, thank you for, for joining us, for putting out a schedule for us. Yeah, Some some of us are happy with it. It's all right. <laughs> Alan, you're looking forward to... a. Israel and all the GB stuff that you've got planned for this season should be a lot of fun, Jed. Thank you for joining us. I'll you. Yeah, I will say, yeah, thank you for joining
3: us and looking forward to the season. But that's a horrible, horrible
2: division. We'll pray for you.
3: I, I just, I just <laughs> close my eyes and run. That's, that's it. Arrange <laughs> all the schedules for next season
0: just so you don't have to play those guys. Yeah. Well, thank you all, guys, once again. Hopefully, we'll keep out there on the field soon. That wraps up this episode. Find us on Facebook at First and Fifteen Podcast. Give us a like to keep up with all of our shows. Also, check out our sponsor, Nuola, for all your customized sportswear supplies.